Hey, you're listening to Soundside. I'm Libby Denkman. If there's one thing any longtime Mariners fan knows, it's how to get your hopes up and then see them crushed by the end of the season like so many empty beer cans under the seats at T-Mobile Park. And then usually spring rolls around and that hope comes right back with it. But right now, some Mariners faithful may be losing that faith over a series of off-season moves by the team's front office. This past weekend, Mariners president of baseball operations, Jerry Depoto traded away fan favorite Jared Kelnick, along with pitcher Marco Gonzalez, first baseman Evan White, and four and a half million bucks to the Atlanta Braves for some right-handed pitching. The trade comes on the heels of sending Eugenio Suarez to the Arizona Diamondbacks. And M's fans are not happy about all this. We asked for your voicemails, and you delivered. My name's John Chamberlain. I am a long-suffering, in need of significant psychological help, Mariners fan. I need Jerry DePoto to throw me a frickin' bone. Man, I am bummed and confused, but mostly bummed. Uh, Hey, this is Andrew. I've been a Mariners fan since I moved to Seattle in 2009, and I have lived through some terrible seasons, and frankly, even aside from the Mariners, I have rooted for some terrible teams. Hello, this is Brady from Puyallup. In regards to the Mariners, as a fan, I feel like I always do disheartened and concerned, and like we don't really have a shot, except for last year. I grew up in Seattle, and as a baseball fan, there are six teams that have never won a World Series, Seattle being one of them. But Seattle's the only team to never even get into the World Series to lose it. I think wishful thinking is dangerous, but that's kind of where we're at. Hopes shot up just to get shot down. So Mariners fans out there, get your hopes up, but prepare for the worst. Please, John Stanton, Jerry DePoto, prove me wrong. Please tell me that you're building towards something big here and you're not just trying to line your pockets, John. Please, please. And I'm sure none of that surprises Kate Prusser. She hears from M's fans all day long, every day, as the editor-in-chief of Lookout Landing. Kate, thanks very much for being here. And boy, that last please was just... Heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. (laughs) It really captures where a lot of fans are at right now. Um, Kate, we as Mariners fans, we suffered through 21 years of a playoff drought with the Mariners. We barely missed the postseason this year. Give us the Cliff's notes. What is it about these trades that has everybody so devastated? Yeah, it's it's a really rough spot for the fandom right now. This is this is morale as low as I've seen it compared to I think the quality of the team, which is still a team that was like in it last year until basically the very end. Uh, it's still a team that has an exciting young core. I think it's easy to get away from those things as you're seeing these moves go on. It's like that you you have a little taste of the success and people really thought they were building towards something. And then last year felt like a little bit of a step back after making the playoffs. And now people are, they are worried. They're worried about what the direction of the team is. They're not seeing additions. They're seeing subtractions. And it, it does feel like a step back. For a fan base that is only used to step backs. So I, I I totally understand the frustration that everyone is feeling. I'm feeling it too. We have sort of been looking at this for a long time, uh, this pattern of not going out and spending money. But I don't think anyone expected to see 
how drastically they were going to cut back on payroll. And, and that's what's got people worried. That's got people asking, like, where is all the money going when we spend $18, $20 on a beer at T-Mobile? Like, wh- <laughs> yeah. where is our profit being invested here? I mean, to be real, like Kelnick hit 253 with 11 home runs last season. Again, he's a fan favorite. But is that very hard to replace? Yes and no. Yes and no. I would say like when you look at Kelnick's numbers, he did not produce like uh, they wanted him to. Right. So you look at that and you're like, well, he was never really realized his potential. But for other people, and especially people who are like invested in him, invested in his story, defenders of him. And you saw him really take a step forward last year, I thought, as far as his consistency at the plate still striking out too much but you could really you could see growth from his previous years at the big leagues and i think that what's what's got people mad is that he was part of a salary dump trade the team just essentially gave up on him they were like you're expendable off you go i don't think they were happy with him after the water cooler kicking incident that water cooler came out of nowhere kate (laughs) to break his foot that was a terrible uh, sneaky attack by that water cooler yes exactly it was like in gilmore girls when rory gets hit by the deer instead of hitting a deer (laughs) that was he was hit by the by the water cooler uh no it it they do have like a pretty thin patience with players who don't do what they're supposed to do you are really expected to buy into the program and uh, i i do think that that sort of and they don't appreciate players interfering with their plans and they had a plan for where things were going and he just really pushed them into that sell mode i think because they saw they're gonna lose kelnick for that month they're gonna have to play Cade marlowe who knew that they were going to come back and have the best month ever as a franchise, the best month in franchise history? You know, in some ways you could say Jared did them all a favor because they would not have been in it at the end without their play over the month of August. So, Kate, you touched on this, but Mariners fans are fearing the worst here, that there is no strategy from Jerry Depoto, and this is just money saving, a salary dump. And it appears to be related to problems with the team's TV deal with Root Sports. So what's going on on the business side of things that would make Seattle want to save money? Yeah. So with the uncertainty with the regional sports networks in general, we saw a bunch of teams lose their deals. The problems with Root Sports specifically are that Xfinity just moved it into a higher tier, the premium tier, which is costing most consumers about 20 extra dollars a month if you weren't already in that package. And a lot of people are saying, we don't want to pay that because we're in the era of cord cutting, right? And one thing MLB has been, I think, exceptionally poor about is catching up with the streaming market. It's on Apple TV and it's on Amazon Prime. And uh, especially when you have an audience that is a little older, these present real challenges for people to be able to access the product in the first place. I'm under 40, Kate, and I still have trouble understanding where to find different games online. I mean, it's not simple. It isn't. And I think it came as a surprise. Uh, The comments that both DePoto and Service made at the winter meetings seemed to indicate that they had less payroll to work with. They were under payroll constraints, not just less, but being told to shed it in a way that maybe like they weren't anticipating. So DePoto, it's hard because he's the face of this. And we ask like, what's the plan? What's the plan? But it always comes back to ownership. 
and what their plan is because DePoto can only execute with what he's being given. I think Service said something like the cards we've been dealt, which felt very ominous. Yeah. And so even though, you know, people might have faith in Jerry DePoto having some master plan, if ownership is telling him, you got to change that plan because we're losing money from the regional sports network, we got to shed salary, that doesn't matter. Like, it, there's got to be a change in the plans and it's going to be, uh, you know, worse <laughs> in ultimately, right? Yeah, it's really frustrating because when you think about it, you're not just competing against the other teams that are out there. You're not competing against like Corey Seager and the Rangers, or now you're competing against Juan Soto and the Yankees because somehow the Yankees always seem to come out with uh, with these big prizes. You're competing owner versus owner, it feels like a little bit. And um Personally, I don't root for owners versus owners. I don't really care. And it feels very hopeless when you have an owner like Steve Cohen, who's willing to kind of, of the Mets, who's who's willing to just spend what it takes, even if it's kind of foolish, even if it hurts his bottom line. It, It feels really bad not to have a feeling of investment from ownership here on this side. Um, and, it, and it feels hopeless. I think that there is this sense that pro sports are different. Right. And to win at pro sports, you have to approach it not simply as a bottom line equation. At the same time, like you look at the Mariners, the team is an incredibly profitable business for John Stanton and the rest of the ownership group. I mean, the Mariners made nearly eighty six million dollars in operating income in twenty twenty three. And as far as I can tell, that's the highest in the league. I mean, that means like they're the difference between what the Mariners are spending and what they're taking in that's the highest upside in the entire league. And it that makes people and fans look at what they're investing for on-field talent and wonder, are you in the right business? I mean, are you in the right business if what you're really focused on is that income? And I'm, I'm going to be real here. I mean, is there a sense that Mariners ownership is taking fans for granted? Oh, I mean, I think that that's been a sense for years because... The fan base has been exceedingly patient as different iterations of a team, different attempts have been brought forth and and failed and come up short. And now I think people feel really especially betrayed right now because so many people did buy in with this building of the young core. They went out, they bought their Logan Gilbert jerseys, they bought their Julio jerseys, they bought their season ticket packages. And they saw the team come to this precipice and they saw the amount of money that they put into supporting this team. And uh, yeah, it is upsetting to see it run like a business because like you said, sports are different. And this ruthless efficiency that the Mariners are seems laser focused on is more akin to the Tampa Bay Rays, who there's no reason for the Mariners to be run like the Rays. They are a much more profitable franchise in a better city for baseball with a fan base that comes out and supports them. Um, And I think that another thing that's different with sports is like people put this emotional investment in it. Yes, exactly. You you don't have a Jersey for your Apple stock, right? Like, but it's different when you're invested, you're watching the team every night, you're living and dying with every pitch. And I do feel like people are kind of, feeling the disconnect right now between the amount of not just money, but emotional labor that they've put into this team 
Um, and I think that the the anger being felt by the fan base is totally justified. The one hopeful note that I have, I think that people need to stop seeing Depoto as the enemy. Uh, he definitely does and says things that annoy me deeply, but he will, I believe, construct the best team that he can because he wants to win. At the end of the day, he wants to win, and he's going to try to figure out how to do it with whatever he's given. And I, I do think that there are more moves to come. And I'm not taking a, a big free agent signing off the table. I think it's highly unlikely, given what's out there and what the cost is going to be. But they do have some payroll flexibility they didn't have at the beginning of the season. So I think we're at the nadir. I think things will get better. Um, but I hope that people will continue to hold this ownership group accountable. Thanks for giving me a little sunlight to reach for here, Kate. I mean, before we go, I do think... You know, we do have just this philosophical question in front of us with the Mariners, which is, do the owners of a professional sports team owe their community something more than, Mm. well, you can watch Julio Rodriguez play and we'll field a team around him that you like just fine. um, And you can have a a nice time with your family at the ballpark or or watch them on television. Um, You know, when you have the kind of public investment in the park that Seattle has given and and the emotional investment that fans have given the team over the years, don't they owe the community more than that? But I think that that's probably a question that we're going to answer for another day. When I hear you say free agent signing, Kate, I've already asked Santa for this, but I just want to put the energy out to the world because maybe the secret will work just this one time. I'm going to say something and I want your reaction. Shohei Otani, Seattle Mariner. Your thoughts? I mean, I'd be, I've never done a backflip in my life, but I think that I would uh, spontaneously. Just my soul would be snatched into the heavens and you'd be raptured just like right there. Exactly. I raptured to baseball heaven. I, the report that the Mariners quote unquote blanched at his price tag was extremely troubling to me because I was like, what did you, what did you think that he was going to cost? Like, I I couldn't personally, I couldn't think of a number big enough. Um, I can't count that high. Have you seen that man hanging out with cute baby animals on social Uh, media? I mean, I will tell you that the night I stayed up all night because there was I heard that there was going to be an Otani signing. It was back, you know, 2017 or whatever. I was so excited. I really thought it was going to be us. And I remember refreshing Twitter and seeing Otani signs with the angels and I can't that scene in the Simpsons where like Ralph Wiggum you can see his heart the exact moment his heart break like yes. that was a, I literally felt sick to my stomach uh it was so crushing so having already been there once I can't I can't think about going there again um as long as it's not the Rangers or the Astros I guess I will have that's what I'm asking realistic Santa for is like just not in the AL West because it always felt just sort of especially cruel that we had to see this generational lifetime player and sort of be forced to root against him. So, yeah, um, I think as a Mariners fan, a lot of times you get used to just kind of maybe participating in baseball from the sidelines more than you'd like to. And I hate to be really resigned to it, but uh, sometimes it's better to just manage your expectations. So my expectations are, I'm going to be really excited for Otani to not be in the AL West anymore. And I can like really invest because he's very cute and like very likable. And and he's the modern day Babe Ruth. I mean, 
I mean, you don't he, get better than that. I'm going to be very excited to be able to appreciate him without, you know, worrying about Chris Flex and grooving a fastball down the pipe to him. Well, that is an incredibly Mariners note to end on. Just manage your expectations. Kate Prusser is the editor-in-chief of Lookout Landing. Thank you for walking us through why fans are as so bleak right now, the, the mood among fans of the Mariners and some potential upsides uh, as we look at more moves by the front office. I really appreciate you, Kate, and go M's. Go Mariners. Thanks for listening to SoundSide. And hey, this show is only possible because listeners support us. If you are able to give right now, check out the show notes for a link to donate. And don't forget, you can listen live on KUOW 94.9 FM Seattle at noon and 8 p.m. Monday through Thursday or anytime online at KUOW.org.